The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When Jesus was teaching the crowds, some of those present told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Jesus asked them, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those eighteen who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them. Do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Then Jesus told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? The gardener replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. The Gospel of the Lord. In today's Gospel from Luke chapter 13, Jesus has occasion to touch on the last things, death, judgment, heaven, and hell. The occasion is two incidents, one brought forward by the crowd about how Pilate had murdered those Galileans who were offering sacrifices, and then Jesus adds the second, an accidental death, the Tower of Siloam falling on 18. In both cases, Jesus says their death, their suffering, did not make them worse sinners than anyone else. So you cannot equate suffering with sin necessarily. Rather, he says, unless you repent, you will all perish. Here's where he gets into the last things. He's talking now about eternal perishing, not just physical death, but eternal loss. Then he tells the parable about a man who planted a fig tree in his vineyard and then came looking for fruit and found none. Whenever we hear a vineyard and a fig tree, we think about Israel. That was a common image in the Old Testament because Israel was carefully cultivated and a tower was built there and walls around it, it was protected and the choicest of vines were planted and yet they bore only sour grapes. Jesus is saying something very similar here, but now he's applying it to everyone. Because with Jesus, he is the new temple. And the church now is the new temple, his body. We are, as St. Paul says, a temple of the Holy Spirit. Our soul houses the Holy Trinity. Now, in the parable, the owner who had planted the fig tree says, For three years I have come looking for fruit. Jesus is referring to himself because of his three years of ministry in the Holy Land. He actually came into the temple, and what did he find? Money changers, animals, commerce. And that's when he overthrew the tables, threw everyone out, and said, this house is a house of prayer. It's my father's house. This is a warning for all of us, but also good news because of the first reading. 
how do we come into this place where these last things, suffering, death, judgment, heaven, hell, purgatory, all of that is good news. It's because of what St. Paul says in Romans chapter 8. If you recall yesterday's reading from Romans chapter 7, it was bad news. Paul was saying, how can I carry out in my body that which I want to do in my mind? They are at war with each other. The things I want to do, I don't. The things I do, I don't want to do. Who can save me from this body of death? And then he gives the glorious answer. Praise be Jesus Christ. And in chapter 8, which we read today, he unfolds the remedy. Eighteen times he mentions the Spirit, the Spirit of God, and that's the answer. He begins with a glorious statement in Romans chapter 8. Now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death was that concupiscence that St. Paul referenced in Romans chapter 7 as a result of the original sin. There's disordered passions still in us. And those three major temptations, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, they follow us around like a dark cloud. And they can drag us into sin. But there is a remedy. And this is what Romans chapter 8 is saying. Those who are in Christ are free from the law of sin and death from the curses of the Mosaic Covenant, from the curses of the original sin. Paul goes on to say, those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. To set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. So there's the contrast. Finally, he says, if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies, also through his spirit that dwells within you. That's why we come to Mass. Because every sacrament is an outpouring of the Spirit of God, but particularly the Eucharist. St. Ignatius of Antioch said, the Eucharist is fire and spirit. It's just an outpouring of God's grace, which strengthens us to live this life in the Spirit and to conquer that concupiscence. And so the responsorial psalmist has it right. Who shall ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? Those who have clean hands and pure hearts, who do not lift up their souls to what is false, they will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from the God of their salvation. Such is the company of those who seek him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob. And what a glorious opportunity we have this morning to seek God's face and to have God in us through the Eucharist, Christ's body, blood, soul, and divinity. Let's thank God that you've started this day in a glorious way. God is building us up to be missionaries, to have a calling to bring this good news into the world because there are many who are under that cloud, that concupiscence and suffering. We have the answer. Glory be to God.